Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean. A little bit about the show. So Blacksburg Buzz is going to be a Virginia Tech sports show. We're covering right now basketball, women's and men's. Uh, once we get into the spring, we'll have a little bit of softball and baseball and then football throughout the fall. So a little bit about me. Um, I'm Kyle Bean. I'm a student at Virginia Tech, a senior this year. I'm studying sports media analytics, and I'm looking forward to graduation. I've been covering Hokie sports for quite a while, um, just following the teams, writing up, and just keeping track of what they're doing. And so Virginia Tech, it was always the school that I wanted to go to. Uh, I've had a lot of family members go here, including my dad. So I've been following Hokie Sports for quite a few years now and just, you know, paying attention, being around. And I've really grown to love and enjoy all the teams and just seeing what Virginia Tech can do and, you know, how they've built over the last few years. So today we're going to have a roster breakdown for the men's. And then we're going to cover a little bit of the early season recap. And then we are going to preview the Hokies matchup with UVA tonight as we're recording a few hours before tip-off. So without further ado, let's get started uh, with the roster. The 10-6 and six Hokies, they're 2-3 and three in the ACC. So the most common five starters are Sean Padula, Hunter Couture, Lynn Kidd, MJ Collins, and Robbie Barron. They've switched around a little bit um, with Collins and Barron, just depending on who's healthy and how they're feeling, trying to work out the kinks with a few new players. But that's the group that typically takes the floor together. Padula, he's a junior guard, six foot one, and he has been just amazing in January. They've played three games so far. He scored 26, 32, and 33. So he's just been going off. It is the first time that anyone has done that in the ACC against another ACC opponent. So he's been lights out. Uh, ACC player of the week this week. So he's definitely been one of the ones to watch for the Hokies over the last couple of years, but especially of recent. Padula is the main ball handler and distributor. So he's been running the offense. Uh, he's a good shooter, good driver, and um, just feeding everyone and kind of uh, managing the game. Hunter Couture is the Hokies' other guard grad student. He's six foot three. Uh, he actually originally committed to Wofford with Mike Young when Mike Young was coaching, but once the Hokies signed Mike Young to Tech, Hunter Couture went and signed with the Hokies. So Couture is one of the Hokies secondary ball handlers, um, typically plays the two guard. He is a fantastic shooter, great three and defense player. Um, he's been just lights out from the start of his career here. One of the best shooters in the league. Easily every team that comes recognizes that if someone's taking the final shot, there's a good chance that it's him. Uh, so Couture, big shooter. He actually leads Virginia Tech in all-time three-pointers made 
as of a few weeks ago. Um, so definitely the guy to be looking out for around the three-point line and just a really solid defender. Then you've got Linkid down low. Uh, he's a senior center, six foot ten. He played at Clemson in the 2020-21 season and then transferred over. This year we've really seen him become what we always thought we he could be. Uh, he didn't play too much his first year and then started playing a little bit more, gotten quite a few games, got some minutes, and then this year he's been really solid. Uh, he started off really, really consistent. He was one of the big scorers while everyone was kind of getting warmed up. So Linkid's been great down low. He's got a few double-doubles this year. Um, and, you know, he's just really grown in confidence. And we've been able to see that really well this year. He was a co-player of the week for the ACC a few weeks ago when he had a couple great performances back-to-back. So we're really happy to see that kids finally stepped into the role that we always knew he could. Then we've got MJ Collins, sophomore guard. He's six foot four. Uh, he's had a tough year offensively, but he's a really good defender. And he's been another one of those secondary ball handlers when Padula's out. Uh, sometimes he's bringing it up. Sometimes he plays like the two, three spot. Really just depends on the lineup that's in. But Collins has been, he's really good on defense and he's had his moments offensively this year, but he hasn't been super steady there, not putting up many points, not, you don't really see his value all the time on the stat sheet itself. But if you're watching the game and you're there, you can see that he really does contribute to the lineup quite a bit. It's just not in ways that are, you know, visible on the stats. He's not putting up assists or points or, you know, too many rebounds like that. But he's definitely been a good contributor for the Hokies in only his second season. Then next is Robbie Barron. Uh, he's new this year, graduate forward, six foot nine. Um, he's from Northwestern, so he was playing there before, transferred over this year. Uh, he hasn't been shooting a ton from three, but he does hit at a really, really high percentage. Um, he's been shooting into the 40s. Uh, so Baron, you know, he's putting up a couple points here, there, some rebounds. Uh, he's definitely had a couple of really, really solid games where I've been really impressed with his play, um, both on defense and offense. Uh, but overall, he's still trying to find his spot in the lineup, really. Um, just being new to the team. Uh it's a tough team to come into and Mike Young is a great coach. He's a great, especially offensive coach, but it's been a little hard for Baron to step in and contribute the way he was at Northwestern. Then on the bench, we've got Tyler nickel sophomore. He plays the guard forward, uh, depending on the lineup, six foot seven, and he transferred from UNC this year. So Nichols one of those guys where he just has so much potential. I mean, you're looking at one of UNC's great recruits that we pulled. He wasn't getting a ton of playing time there. Um, he only really played a few minutes. He's had some fantastic games already this season. The one that really comes to mind is his 24 against Clemson, which was without Couture for most of the game. Um, he had 
ran into someone, hurt his head, so he's out for concussion protocol for a little while. Uh, he should be back for tonight's game, but um, I haven't heard official word on that yet. But Nickel had 24, and he's had some other really good games um, down the stretch so far this year. But if he can become a little more consistent and, you know, one of those Couture, Petula consistent guys, uh, Nickel could easily be one of the best players Virginia Tech's ever had. He's actually that good. He's got all the tools. He can shoot. Uh, when he's on and he's playing well, he can play great defense. I mean, he he really could be the guy um, in the coming years. And I think by the end of the season, we're really going to be starting to see that. Uh, but he's still, you know, working his way through. Then we've got Makai Long, uh, another transfer, graduate forward, six foot seven. He was at ODU last year. Uh, he's been a really good role player for Tech. He's been good on defense. Um, kind of similar to Collins, he isn't really putting up too much on the stat sheet, but he's played some really, really good minutes for Tech. And uh, Coach Young is definitely confident with putting him in. He plays um, probably 15 to 20 a game. And so he's been really happy with his play and loves throwing him in, uh, depending on the situation, especially when you need a taller lineup. Long is a good guy to throw in. Then we've got Brandon Rex Steiner, uh, freshman guard. He's six foot one. He's been playing some really good minutes too, uh, a lot more than we might have anticipated earlier in the season. Uh, Padula's, Padula was out for a few weeks. Um, he hurt his foot, and so Rex Steiner came in. He played, you know, really strong minutes. He was playing 20, 25. He might have played 30 even. Um, but when Padula's in, he's one of those secondary ball handlers as well. He comes in, takes a few minutes up. Uh, he's been a really good facilitator and game manager. He's looked – he's a very true point guard um, in the sense that he's – just distributing he's um he's a pass first guard and so he's been really good with that um we've liked having him uh it's been huge especially losing rodney rice right before the season that rex steiner is able to play the minutes that he's playing as a freshman and been pretty good he still has those freshman hiccups here or there um where he struggles just due to inexperience but overall he's been solid and it's going to be really valuable both later in the season and in the coming seasons. Um, just getting that experience under his belt. It should help him a lot um, over the coming years to be a really solid Virginia Tech starter. Then we've got Melijal Poteet. He's a senior forward, six foot nine. He's also been a good contributor off the bench. Um playing down low mostly, and he plays with a lot of power. So he's one of those like really strong power forwards. Um, he's got the size to just push guys around and he's been doing it well, getting some boards, uh, putting up some points here, there. But one of the big things is we've seen him just being that presence down low, that big, huge presence is really big for tech because, you know, losing guys like grandpa Zilli last year, um, it was hard. It was, it was rough for the team, but having him and Kid really step out and be that big presence down low, it's helped Tech a lot. 
And then the last guy that really gets minutes is Jaden Young, another freshman guard. He's six foot four. He hasn't played a ton. Um, he played a little bit more in uh, the Clemson game when Couture went out. He played a little more when Padula was out. Uh, but he hasn't been playing a lot of minutes per game. Um, overall, coach has been happy with his play and his development as a freshman. Uh, he did say in a recent press conference after the game where we saw him playing a little bit more with Couture out, coach said that he's definitely ready to be a contributor on the team. So we should probably expect to see him a little bit more in the lineup as one of those secondary ball handlers to just take a few minutes up and, you know, let the starters get a little rest. And then rounding out the rest of the team, we've got John Camden, a redshirt sophomore forward, six foot eight, and he transferred from Memphis. We've got Patrick Wessler, redshirt freshman, seven foot center. So Wessler is just huge. Then we've got Connor Venable, a freshman guard at six three, and Michael Ward, sophomore guard, six two. We haven't really seen these guys on the court almost at all. Um, so I can't really speak too much about their play because we just haven't gotten the sample size of it. Um, and honestly, a lot of it is just, you know, a minute here or there, a few seconds to close out the first half, whatnot. Uh, so I don't really have much to say about them just because we haven't seen them yet. Uh, so with this lineup, the Hokies are actually top three in bench points per game and top five in free throws made and free throw percentage. So, you know, three really good stats right there for Tech that have worked out in their favor, and uh, hopefully they can keep that up. Then uh, the rest of the roster, we've got head coach Mike Young uh, leading the pack. It's his fifth season at Tech. Uh, he coached 17 seasons at Wofford before, um, where he recruited guys like Couture. He's definitely known to be one of those great offensive coaches. He has a fantastic scheme that once the players get adjusted to it, it's worked really well. Um, we haven't recruited quite as well as we would like, uh, but still pretty solid, especially as we're not a true basketball school. We're not one of those blue bloods. We're not a UNC. We're not a Duke. Um, but, you know, we pulled in some really good recruits and he's been able to develop them pretty well. Uh, Young has led Tech to two NCAA tournament appearances, uh, one as a 10 seed in 2021 and an 11 seed in 2022. Both years they lost on the first round, unfortunately, uh, so we didn't get to enjoy that for too long. And then also in 2022, the Hokies were the ACC champions as the seven seed. Uh, they defeated Clemson, Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Duke on their way to the first ACC championship for the Hokies in Brooklyn. So that was just absolutely awesome, remembering those games, watching them. It was oh, it was just amazing. Um, so early season recap this year. Started off with a 45-point win versus Coppin State as the season opener at home. So, you know, great way to get it moving, uh, get the hype built up. And then a two-point loss to South Carolina. 
down in Charlotte. Uh, dribble handoff got blown up and kind of cost the game. Hokies weren't able to pull it back in with, you know, just a few seconds left. Uh, then a win versus Campbell and Wofford. Once again, Mike Young's former team. And then we move into the ESPN Events Invitational, where the Hokies actually shined. Uh, win versus Boise State to start off, 82-75. to 75. That was a big win for Tech. Um, Boise State's pretty good team. They actually had, up until yesterday night, the longest active home winning stretch. Uh, but they lost to UNLV last night. So now that's UVA, actually, who we're playing tonight. Then we had a win versus Iowa State, 71-62. to Another solid game. Um, Iowa State has been a really good team. Uh, and that was, a, that was a great win for Tech. Um, just pulling out against a really good, solid team um, down in Florida on the road. So, you know, two good wins back-to-back. And then, then comes a tough one with number 19, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's a great team. They have a just startling offense. They can put the points up, and it's in some ways it's like it's like watching a Pac-12 team. They they can just outshoot you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, so that was an 84 to 50 loss. Unfortunately, Hokies weren't able to pull off the sweep. At the ESPN events and invitational will take home the trophy, but making the finals isn't too bad. Then uh, came the 17 point loss versus Auburn in the ACC SEC challenge. Another tough one, not a great look. Uh, then Hokies got on a little bit of a streak, won four straight uh, Louisville, Valpo, Vermont, and American. Louisville was a good was a good win um they've had some they've louisville the cardinals have they've beat some good teams down the stretch this year and they've played really good games despite losing against some good teams um so taking taking on a team like that and coming home with the w was good for the Hokies. um then had some rough some rough ones a loss to wake forest and florida state looks like florida state is a little better than we originally thought um they had a pretty tough early year, uh, but they've been winning some quite a few games recently and some good games. So seems like they're a lot better than we originally predicted. Um, so not quite as bad as of a loss as it felt like in the moment, uh, but certainly one that Tech would like to have back. Then we've got a huge win versus number 21 Clemson last week uh that was a sight to see being there for that was amazing um Hokies took the W at home Hunter Couture was out for a good portion of the first half and all of the second half when he had that collision with someone else and he was in concussion protocol uh, I was first half I was taking pictures on the sideline second half I was up in the booth writing and I thought we were going to lose another player too. Makai Long went in for a dunk and he didn't quite hang on the rim right. Couldn't get his balance. And so he kind of went flying into the hoop. And uh, I was 10 feet away from it. Just heard the thud. 
and I was immediately worried. He was down for a little bit, but he got up. He was okay. He came back in the game. So it was a scary one, but worked out well in the end. And then the last game the Hokies played was against Miami, also at home, where they lost 71-75. to Really tough one for Tech. Um, missing a tour certainly hurt. Um, but, you know, going off against Laranaga and Miami, uh, they're – they're a good team. It's always going to be close against Miami. They're always going to fight tooth and nail for it. And when it comes to Mike Young and facing off with Miami, it is always neck and neck. The last few games have been decided by single-digit points. Uh, one of them had a buzzer beater right at the end. It's always going to be right on the edge, and it's always a thrilling game to watch. So now moving into tonight's matchup with UVA. Uh, last time the Hokies played the Cavaliers was a win 74 to 68 on February 4th of 2023. Uh, all time, Tech has 59 wins, 97 losses against UVA in basketball. Uh, this year, VT has a really good home record, uh, but they're kind of struggling away. Um, 0-3 on the road this season. And against UVA on the road, 27-73. and 73. So not too good outside of Castle. Um, everyone knows that Tech has a huge home team advantage, whether it comes to basketball or football. Um, just the fans, they're always there, they're always loud, and they're always going to make it tough for the other team. Virginia Tech's last win in Charlottesville against the Cavaliers was in February of 2018. So it's been a little while since the Hokies have taken one home in Charlottesville. And unfortunately, UVA actually has the longest active home streak in basketball at the moment at 19 straight wins after Boise State lost to UNLV just last night. So uh, in terms of UVA's schedule this year, um, they do have one good win on the schedule. Uh, they beat former number 14 Texas A&M, um, but now Texas A&M isn't even ranked. Uh, so, I mean, still a good win, but certainly holds a lot less weight now, um, seeing how Texas A&M has been playing since then. UVA's lost three of their last four games. So could be a good time for Hokies to take advantage of that. Um, just this little skid that they're on. UVA puts up an additional 19 points per game at home versus on the road. And they shoot about 12% better at home with four less turnovers on average. So definitely, those are significant numbers and significantly better at home. Now, Virginia Tech on the road, they shoot 41% from the field, 49% at home. So about an 8% drop-off. They score about 14.4 less points per game 
and an additional eight turnovers. So not great numbers for Tech on the road and pretty good numbers for UVA at home. For the roster, the two people to really watch out for are Reese Beekman and Isaac McNeely. Uh, they're the two Cavaliers scoring in double figures on average this year. Beekman is a senior guard, six foot three, uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He was on the third team as well, um, the All ACC third team. He's a lockdown defender. He's a solid shooter from everywhere on the court. He's going to rack up the steals, and he's their main distributor um, in terms of dishing out assists. So shutting down Beekman is going to be really important for Tech if they want to take control of this game. And then for McNeely, he's a sophomore guard, six foot four. He played a lot as a freshman, about 20, 21 minutes. He shoots the three at 48%. That's really good. He doesn't take he doesn't take a ton, but 48%, that is definitely something to worry about. Uh, I would imagine Couture's probably going to be on him as long as he plays, which should be a good thing um, for Tech, but he's going to get his. Uh, we just got to hold him back and keep him from going too far. So like I said, Couture, he's expected to return. I haven't heard official confirmation of that yet, so hopefully he's there. If not, that's definitely going to be something that the Hokies are going to have to make up for. Um, we've got Padula, who's been going crazy in January. So that's a huge plus for Tech, um, you know, averaging around, I think it's 29, 30 points in January over the last three games. That's insane. So in terms of the Ken Palm, um, Tech has a couple numbers that are working in their favor against UVA. Uh, compared to the Cavaliers, Tech is about plus one in the adjusted efficiency margin, about plus six in adjusted offense deficiency, and about plus four and a half in adjusted defense efficiency. So they got a couple of numbers working a little bit in their favor, not a ton, um, but it can give you hope. Uh, compared to the Cavaliers, Tech sits at 63 in the Ken Palm rankings. And Virginia is 69. So they're they're pretty similar overall. Um, Tech does play a slightly tougher schedule, but only just marginally. Um, the offense is marginally better that Tech plays on average, but the defense is marginally worse. And the Hokies non-conference schedule is also a little bit harder. So notes for tonight's game, um, it's all going to be about keeping McNeely and Beekman contained, throwing off Beekman's rhythm, um, just to keep him from being that distributor, that guy that runs the offense. If we can get into his head, throw off his rhythm, keep him kind of on his toes, wondering what's coming next, that'll be really good for the Hokies. And then it's just not getting off to a slow start. That's one thing that Tech has a really bad habit of doing is starting off really slow and then, you know, getting hot later on. If you can start out hot, they got this game in the bag, but, you know, it's 
it's tough when you when you let teams hang around when you don't put the game away when you can they're going to come back that's what happened with Miami i mean you know the teams hung around they were both hanging around it was pretty close and then tech lost it you can't do that if you want to beat good teams and then just hitting the open looks um there's been a few games this season where there's been great shot selection. You're getting the opening, you're finding the open guy, but sometimes tech just can't knock them down. And there's not much you can do about that, but you just got to hope tech can hit the open looks. So that's all for episode one of the Blacksburg buzz. Uh, we'll catch you later on this week where I'll break down the women's basketball roster, talk about their early season a little bit and preview the upcoming games for them. So for right now, I'm Kyle Bean, and thank you for tuning into the Blacksburg Buzz. We'll see you next time.